Welcome to the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast, where we discuss important topics for buyers, sellers, and investors in the Toronto area real estate market. Here's your host, Randy Selzer. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. It's Randy Selzer here. Welcome back to the YouTube channel and to the podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. Rod Cleef is joining us today. He is a very well-known real estate uh, guru in the United States. He's a, an influencer. He's a coach and a mentor. He's been in the industry a long time, and he's also a major investor in his own right, having owned over 2,000 properties over the past few years. Welcome, Rod. Thanks for being here today. Hey, thanks, Randy. Thanks, Randy. Let's have some fun, brother. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got another one of these summits here between Canada and the U.S., but there are a lot of similarities in our economies and a lot of similarities in the real estate market. So uh, be sure. before we start, I just thought maybe for the benefit of my Canadian listeners, although I do have American listeners too, could you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure, sure, sure. So I'm a, I'm an immigrant. Uh, I was born in the Netherlands, you know, think wooden shoes and windmills and immigrated to the United States when I was six years old with my brother Albert, my mother's Vancha. Um, we ended up in Denver, Colorado, and we didn't have much. In fact, I remember uh, we actually shopped at an expired food store. <coughs> Excuse me. My, my and I remember drinking powdered milk with our cereal in the morning because it was cheaper than real milk. And trust oh. me, it sounds better than it is. I mean, it's, it sounds better than it is. It's not very good. And then I remember also I wore clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school till finally I got disgusted when I was 14. I was tall and I lied about my age at Burger King so I could flip burgers and buy my own clothes. But, you know, I'm sure you've got listeners that have it harder than I did or had it harder, but I knew I wanted more. And luckily my mom had an incredible work ethic while we were growing up. So she babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And, and we wow. always had a house full of kids, but with her babysitting money, she was quite an entrepreneur. So she invested in IPOs in the stock market, no formal education, but also invested in real estate. And her first real estate acquisition was the house directly across the street from us that she bought from a family named the Jewels for $30,000 when I was about 14. And when I was 17, she told me she'd made $20,000 in her sleep that it had gone up in value 20,000. I'm like, what? You made 20 grand? This was when 20 grand was a lot of money. And I mean, you, you made 20 grand, you didn't do anything? Screw college, I'm getting into real estate. So I went and got my real estate license and I was still living at home and I was gonna be rich in real estate. Well, my first year in real estate, I made about eight grand. My second year, maybe 10,000. My brother, my third year, I got you beat, man. In my first year, I made yeah. nine grand. I got you. Well, there you go. The first See, year. You're smarter than I no, am. You're smarter than uh, I am. I, I, can't, I can't help it. I don't think so. <laughs> Not at all. Well, anyway, but, so, but so my second year, I made 10 grand, but my third year, and don't hold me to this. It might have been 8 to 10, 10 to 12, because this is freaking 45 years ago. But, but my third year, I made over $100,000, which back in 1980 was some real decent change. So what happened between year two and year three that caused me to 10x my income? Well, what happened was I met a guy, I was actually dating his daughter, and he taught me about the importance of mindset and psychology and how 80 to 90% of your success in anything is just that, the mindset and psychology. Only 10 to 20% is the real estate stuff we talk about on our podcast. And, you know, fast forward to today, I've owned over 2,000 houses that I've rented long-term. I own thousands of apartment units now. In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And you might say, wow. And I said, wow. And I got a head so freaking big, I could barely fit it through a door. I thought I was a real estate god. And you know when that happens, God of the universe will give you a nice little smack. Well, that was 2008. 
I lost $50 million conservatively in 2008 and nine. And so wow. what I'm known for talking about on my podcast, uh, it's called Lifetime Cash Flow Through Real Estate Investing. And I'm blessed to say we just broke 16 million downloads. Super proud of that. Wow. And so what I'm known for talking about on my show is the mindset it took to have 50 million to lose in the first place, but probably more importantly, the mindset it took to recover from that to the success that I'm blessed to have today. So happy to drill down on some of that with you if you like, or we can take this yeah. wherever you want. You know what, Rod, that would be amazing because I can't think of anybody okay. else that I know who could recover from a $50 million loss. That's, that's people, people jumped off buildings. Yeah, people jumped yeah. off buildings. Even in 2008-9, people committed suicide. I hate to say it for losing less than that, uh, certainly in the Great Depression. And So let me talk about some of the strategies that I utilize. For example, if you come to one of my boot camps, I, I do virtual boot camps, but I have a live one coming up. We'll talk about that later. But if you come to one of my boot camps, the first thing we do, the first hour and a half is goal setting on steroids. Because how do you get anything if you don't know what it is? You've got to know what you want with clarity and you've got to know why you want it, okay? Uh, like Napoleon Hill says in his book, Think and Grow Rich, you've got to create a burning desire. So that's the first thing I did when I lost it all because I knew that and I reassociated with what I wanted and why I wanted it. Uh, and, you know, I do my goals two or three times a year. But another thing, let me just mention this while I'm on the goal topic. I do a goal setting workshop just like what I do at my events every year on January 1st or January 2nd, New Year's Day or the day after. And I post it on my link tree. And so if you go to Rod's link, links.com at the bottom is my goal setting workshop and I'll guide you through the goals it's professionally done here in my studio with music there's a guide you can download I'm not selling you anything this is just here's the thing Randy people spend more time planning a freaking birthday party than they do designing their lives doing that is designing your life and so that's so true have your spouse do it if your kids are over 10 years old have them do it so again go to rodslinks.com and go down to the bottom or if you're in your car text the word links to 72345. I hope that works in Canada. I know that works in the States, but anyway, rodslinks.com. But anyway, so, so, so that's the first thing is you've got to get clear on what you want. And let me say something else. We're going to talk about market conditions, I think, on this call, because I think the proverbial train is headed for a brick wall. And, oh you know, if you're listening to Randy or watching, watching us on YouTube or something, you know, you're a leader. You wouldn't be here if you weren't a leader. And let me tell you, in what's coming, the world really needs leaders, okay? And as a leader, you've got to pay attention to what you're focused on. It's super critically important. You know, don't get me started on the crap that's on the news because it's pretty much all crap. And, and you know, so, so pay attention. Stand guard at the door to your mind. Recognize that, you know, the news media is not there. They're a, they're a financial organization. They're not there as a public service. They're there to make money. And so they're going to say whatever they want to say and lie and, and a lot of negativity and whatnot. And so just be conscious of that and because as things get worse, the, the fear will be prevalent. And as a leader, you need to be focused, again, on your goals and what you want, not what you don't want. Because ever, whatever you focus on gets bigger, both positive or negative. Totally you know, agree. For example, they asked Mother, they asked Mother Teresa if she was anti-war. She said, no, I'm pro-peace. You know, and I get people call me and say, how do I get out of student loan debt? And I'm like, wrong question. How do you make so much freaking money that the debt's irrelevant? Okay, so focus is super important. But once you've got your goals done, you've got to make a decision. And, you know, sometimes that can be the biggest decision of your life. And I'm not talking about 
dipping a toe in the water with something. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, one foot in, one foot out kind of a decision. The Latin root for the word decision means to cut off, okay? So a great analogy for a decision would be if you're going to attack the island in battle, you're burning your ships because you're taking their dang ships home. Okay, that's a decision. But, you know, and and you're going to have to make a decision. If you're, for example, if you're struggling right now, you may have to may, may have to make a decision to innovate or pivot or do something else. If you're, you know, sitting in the sidelines with a W-2 job and you know you and your family deserve more, you may have to make the decision to get out of comfort and go make it happen for yourself. But the decision is super critical. And then the next piece is you got to take the first step. You know, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King said, you take that first step in faith and the next step will be revealed. You know, even Lao Tzu thousands of years ago said the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, but you got to take it. And it can be scary. In fact, in our real estate world, you know this, Randy, there's kind of like the law of the first deal. I see it with my students all the time. You know, it's been six months. They haven't got a deal yet. Eight months. And then maybe even a year sometimes they get, and then once they've got that first deal, yeah. they've, the next thing I know, they've got five. I'm like, what the hell just happened? How, how'd that happen? Because that first deal, it's the scariest. It takes the longest. It's the most stressful. And once they get it, it's like, is that all there is? And boom, they're off to the races. And let me brag for a minute. I have coaching students. I don't know if you do as well, but I have, they're called my warriors. In fact, I have a Canadian. I was telling you before we recorded, I have a pretty significant Canadian contingent of warriors. And I, we're doing a count right now, but we're pretty sure we're going to end up somewhere well over 160,000 units that they own. Uh, we're in like 158 right now. So somewhere between 160 and 170,000 units. I've only been teaching five years and I'm super proud of that. In fact, besides my kids, I think I'm most proud of that. 160,000 units that they own. Yes. Wow. Yes. I'm just, yes. I'm just, yes. I'm just, I'm just yeah. processing that. I'm processing that. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we've got a closed Facebook group and it seems like every day somebody's posting a deal. It's slowed down, obviously, with the market having slowed down now. But yeah, no, I'm super proud of that. But but anyway, so so you make a decision, you take that first step. And then I would tell you, you must play to your strengths. You know, a lot of people tell you build your weaknesses. No, your strengths are your greatest assets because if you're playing in what you're strong in, first of all, you love it, okay? You, you, you wouldn't be strong in it if you didn't love it. And when you love what you do, work is play, right? You never work another day in your life. And true. so play in your strengths. And, and in, in this multifamily world that I play in, and, and I believe you play in as well, you know, it's, it's a team sport. It's not a single, you know, it's not like single family where you can do, a, I bought 2000 houses pretty much by myself, but I don't buy two, 300, 400 unit apartment complexes by myself. It's a team sport. And there are lots of different hats you can wear. Maybe you're the outgoing mouthpiece like me. You're building relationships with brokers and investors and whatnot. Or maybe you're introverted and analytical and you do the underwriting. Or maybe you're process driven and you've got management experience and you do the asset management after you own the asset. So there's a lot of different hats you can wear, but you want to play to the one you're good at. And here's it is several reasons why. When you're playing to your strengths, First of all, you're, it's going to be much easier for you to innovate because you, you're loving what you're doing. Your, your setbacks aren't going to be as, as, as big a deal because you're loving what you're doing. You're able to recover from setbacks. But the big thing is you're going to be passionate. And to influence people, you need passion. And you're going to need to influence people in any business that you get into. So when you love what you're doing, you're passionate about it. You know, that's, you know, that's who people want to be around, right? That they, they obviously love what they do. And, and so that's a critical piece because passion is a requirement. And, um, I could keep going, but there's, there's, there's a few keep, there, but, but, but focus, focus is huge. Okay. Let me talk about fear and limiting beliefs. Okay. So, you know, so what is fear? And we all have fear. You know, what is it? False evidence appear, appearing real, you know, F everything and run. 
I like to think it's face everything and rise. And, and okay. you know, and so, you know, the, the, especially in what's coming, it's it, your focus is so important because fear paralyzes. And, and so be very, very careful. You know, again, what you bring in, who you surround yourself with. We'll talk about peer group in a minute, but I also want to talk about limiting beliefs. And I want to show you something real quick because I have it behind me here. I don't usually. One second. So when I immigrated from Holland, um, I didn't speak English, okay? And I found out what bullies were for the first time. And I got thrown into school and, and, and you know, and got chased home and beat up on occasion. And then my mom, proud Dutch woman that she is, sent me to school in these wooden shoes oh and these leather shorts the Germans wear for Oktoberfest. Oh. So, you know, the next day I got my ass, my ass kicked again. Yeah. And so, you know, and then... And then the bullies would chase me home from school and, and they lived on my block and my mom would chase them off with a fly swatter next day, butt kicked. And so I came up with this belief system that I wasn't good enough, you know, and I used to ask myself, how can I show them I'm good enough for God's sakes? How can I show them I'm good enough? And I will tell you, it was a double-edged sword. You know, it, uh, it caused me to be hugely successful financially, but it cost me my first family as well. And so, you know, it, 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 and a lot of people have these limiting beliefs. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not analytical enough. That was another one of mine. You know, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. And here's the thing to remember, guys. There's a reason the acronym for belief systems is BS, because 99% of them are BS. But see, you know, we've had something happen to us in our childhood, and we, we think it's factual, but it really isn't. And so if you have one of these belief systems, these negative belief systems, drag it out into the daylight. Look at it through your adult rational mind. See that it's BS. And just if you do that enough consciously, it'll go away. I mean, I used to be afraid to raise my hand in class. What if I got embarrassed or humiliated again? And, and, and you know, now I speak in front of thousands of people, literally a year, thousands. I'm expected to have a thousand people at my Orlando boot camp coming up in September. And so, you know, you can get through these. Yeah. And then, or maybe you're comfortable. You know, maybe you're comfortable. A lot of people are comfortable. And the comfort zone's a nice, warm place, and nothing freaking grows there, right? So, you know, be, be very, very careful of that. Now, back to fear for one second. You know, we fail our, our, our fear of failure is a big one. And we fail our way to success. And, you know, I got to meet the billionaire owner of Spanx, uh, the woman's undergarment. Sarah Blakely is her name. You know, that hold everything together. And and she's she's a billionaire. She started with $5,000. Beautiful human being. Uh, anyway, I met her at a mastermind that I was at. And she told me something that was really cool. She told me her dad used to ask her, what have you failed at this week? Her and her brother. And I thought, what an awesome freaking question to ask your kids so you don't fear failure, right? And And you know, and, and I've had lots of, I call them seminars. That was a $50 million seminar. And I've had lots of seminars. In fact, I've built 27 businesses in my career. Uh, several were tens of millions of dollars, most spectacular flaming seminars. Okay. And so, you know, we really do fail our way to success. We're like a shark. We only die if we stop swimming. And it's not a failure if you get the lesson and you get back up. Okay. That, that particular vehicle may have failed, but you're not a failure. And, and it's important to remember that. Um, I'm going to tell you, if you're going to fear anything, fear regret. Okay. Don't fear oh. failure because you can always push through failure and setbacks. In fact, if you're not getting your butt kicked occasionally, you're really not trying. Let's be real. Okay. But, but, um, regret is, is much, much worse. There's this nurse in Australia, Randy. Um, her name was Bronnie Ware. And she was a hospice nurse, okay? So she was taking care of patients when they were about to die. And she asked him a question. And the question was, do you have any regrets? 
And she wrote a book about it. It's called The Five Regrets of Dying. You know what the number one regret was? Not living the life I could have lived, not living, you know, my own life, living someone else's life, not doing what I know I'm capable of. My God, I can't think of anything worse than that. So guys, don't fear failure, fear regret if you're going to fear anything. I tell you not to fear anything, just go kick butt so you don't have to even think about it. But um, the next thing uh, and, and is peer group, okay? Who you hang out with is who you become. I remember when I was losing everything in 2008, eight nine. I was actually in Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership, which was a high level mastermind. It was about 130 grand at the time, all in. Now it's even more than that, I think. But I was around people that were killing it in 2008, nine. They were thriving. And they're like, get up, you puss, 50 million, schmillion, go make something happen and go make it happen. That's who you want to be around when the you know what hits the fan, right? Not, not, not the people bemoaning and fearful and scared and all that. And so it was a perfect environment for, to be, for me to be in at that time. So here's the thing. Most people default to people they went to school with or people they work with yep. um, for their peers rather than proactively picking them. And so, and this is why my warriors, my coaching students are so successful because most of those 160, 170,000 doors were done between warriors. But, you know, get in a group that of people that aren't afraid of success. You know, a, a lot of people will hold you back out of their fear, out of their limiting beliefs, out of their fear of losing you, fear of being humiliated if you succeed, and so on and so forth. And sometimes it's family. So I'm gonna tell you, love your family, Choose your freaking peers proactively. Get around people that be inspired by your success, that will push you and validate you. You know, you want to get in a group. I, I, I host a mastermind right now. It's the largest multifamily mastermind, I think, in the world. There's about, I would guess, somewhere between 26 to 30 billion in assets re represented by the members. Nice. And I formed it because I wanted to be around people that thought what I thought was hard was easy. And that's what you want to do as well. Get around people that think what you think is hard is easy. Because, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships. Um, so, yeah, I, I could stop there. I mean, that's, Rod, that's, uh, that's, your, that's your energy tough. is 110%. I'm telling you. I'm just sitting oh, there. Thank you, brother. I love I appreciate, to, I I appreciate love to hear that. You. No, seriously. I really mean that. It's infectious. Thank you. Thank infectious. You. And it's so true. And I can tell you, you've worked in real estate a long time and so have I. There is a lot of negativity in the industry. Amongst, sure. especially amongst agents, because it's a high risk. In business. life, honestly, well, in life, in right. life, Randy. Yeah. yeah. Here, here, people, people connect through negativity. Let me give you an example. If, if this, I'm not going to use you as the example. Let's say somebody comes up to me and says, how you doing, Rod? And I said, oh my God, I am freaking fantastic. Life is amazing. Hold, you know, hold me back. I'm freaking loving life. They take a few steps back and say, okay, Rod's off his freaking meds, right? But if you came up to me and said, how you doing? I said, oh, geez. Oh, my back is killing me. You know, I lost, just lost 20 grand in the market. You know, woe is me. And they come up and put their armor on you and say, oh, I feel you, brother. Yeah. We connect through freaking negativity. So be conscious of that, peeps, okay? It's super important that you don't allow that to happen because, yeah, you know, it's, it's unfortunately a human default. So, you know, uh, across, across industry, it's not just real estate agents. Do you speak to a lot of real estate agents, by the way? Is that a lot of your demographic? Uh, quite a few. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah. Well, so let me speak to them for two seconds, sure. okay? Okay. If there was ever anybody in this real estate business that was better positioned to capitalize on what's coming, guys, the, everything's going on sale. You're seeing it, okay? Your business is going to slow down. But if there were ever a time to capitalize on purchasing assets, it is right freaking now, okay? I mean, you're the ones that see them first. And in the real estate business, as an agent, you're only as good as your last deal. You need to be buying cash flowing assets so you have 
income coming in forever. Okay. And I'm going to encourage you to buy multifamily, not single family. Of course, other asset classes are great too. I wouldn't touch office right now, but retail can be good. Uh, mobile home parks are great, you know, uh, but boy, multifamily is extraordinary. You know, when COVID hit, I actually thought that was going to be the catalyst. I thought the crash was coming then, but you know, uh, <laughs> nobody else got money here in the States, you know, uh, in the States here, office uh, in, didn't get money. Retail didn't get money. Uh, industrial asset class didn't get money. Self storage didn't get money, but we got hundreds of thousands of dollars in rent relief for our residents to, to pay their rent when COVID hit uh, and at our multifamily assets. So, you know, and, and again, I think we're headed for some significant pain. I mean, but I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to excite you, frankly, because incredible opportunity is coming. Let me let me read some headlines to you, if you don't mind making a shift to that right oh, now, Randy. Right. I, 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 I pulled some for this interview. Uh, this is a Forbes headline. Expect layoffs at 51% of U.S. companies, according to a new survey. So these are these are U.S. headlines, but I think we're pretty joined at the hip. I, I we talked about that briefly before we started recording. Yep. You know, and and you know, uh, um, you know, Warren Buffett said he's preparing for a recession. Elon Musk was quoted as saying, um, "Everyone's lying. A bigger crash is coming." Um, Donald Trump, love him or hate him, said that the U.S. economy could reach levels of the Great Depression. That's a quote, okay? He said that at a Save America rally. Um, here's another thing. There are, and this this one's dated. This is about four or five months. I'm sorry, no, this is longer than that. This is about eight to nine months old. More than 20 million U.S. households are behind on utility bills, okay? That's pretty onerous. That's and good. credit card debt, credit cards are being used for regular household expenses. I mean, it's insane. So here's the thing. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to get you excited. You know, Warren Buffett's famous quote, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. And I'm going to tell you, fear is coming. But but with that, incredible opportunities coming. Everything's going on sale. You know, there are a ton of baby boomers, at least in my country. I'm assuming you have a similar population demographic sure. that are retiring and they own businesses. You can buy businesses. You certainly real estate. Every asset class is going to, there's going to be deals. If it's multifamily, get your butt to my boot camp. Can I mention my boot camp real quick? No problem. Okay. So I've got a boot camp coming up in September. It's September 15th through the 17th. It's three days. Only live one I do uh, per year because it kills me. I, it takes me a week and a half to recover from it. I used to do three or four a year. I do one a year now. It's in Orlando in September. And I'll give you a code. Use the code RANDY. And you can come for $197. And it's not a sales pitch, okay? I talk about my coaching for about 30 minutes. The rest of the three days is all full-on training, every aspect of the multifamily business. And uh, again, here's where you go. You go to rodslinks.com, rodslinks.com, or text the word links to 72345. And use the code Randy. You'll see the bootcamp website. You'll see my podcast website. There's a ton of free resources there too, free books and things like that. The goal setting is at the bottom. But uh, go to the bootcamp site. Use the code Randy. You come for 197 bucks. So, Amazing. and and thank you, Rod. I've never I've never had a complaint other than the food sucked or the room was too cold. Okay, it's never about the content. Okay, but uh, you know I appreciate you letting me mention it. I'm really proud of it. In fact, if you come and you don't love it, I don't mean like it. I mean absolutely love it. I'll give you your money back. Um, and that that'd be a first. That's never happened either. Let me mention something else. I'm sorry, I'm rambling a lot no, here. You but go right I, ahead. I, I, have go a right lot of, I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of stuff I wanted to tell you. So there's been a 75. And here's why I think there's going to be a train wreck. I think here's why why I think it. There's there, first of all, there's 1.6 trillion in debt coming due by the end of next year. Okay. Right. So those operators either have to sell 
or they have to refinance. Now, let me tell you the problem with both of those. There's been a 75% year-over-year decline in sales first quarter of this year in the States. I'm speaking States now. I don't know what it's like up there, but I'm sure it's not that much different. Um, and we know what's happened with the interest rates, okay? So uh, cap rates follow interest rates. When a cap rate goes up, the value goes down. So if someone's trying to refinance, they're going to have a tough time just because the values have gone down. But additionally, if they're an adjustable rate debt, well, you, call, you call it variable rate debt, same thing, interest rates goes up and down. That's a real problem because, you know, obviously it's gone up significantly. And we're seeing a lot of people that, that are really struggling just to survive right now, just to cover their debt, you know, hoping that the interest rates will come down. But here's the problem. You know, when that debt comes due, First of all, they're going to have to probably put money in just to be able to get the new loan. Secondarily, there's things called rate caps, okay, where you can cap uh, the interest rate over a period of time. Now, let me give you an example of what's happened here in the States. In 2020, if you wanted to put a rate cap of 3% on $100 million for three years, so the rate's not going to go up more than 3% over a three-year period on $100 million, that cost you $23,000. Today, if you wanted that same rate cap for 100 million, and I may even go three years, I'm just going to say one year for 3%, 2.3 million, okay, to get that rate cap. Oh. And, and operators don't have that kind of money. They, and so, again, uh, they're going to have to fire sell. I'm shocked that there are not more fire sales happening right now. I think they're kind of hoping that the rates will come back down. I don't see it, uh, not, not anytime soon. And so, you know, uh, there's gonna, what I'm saying is it's going to be opportunity. And I've got, uh, again, I've got, Canadian warriors, students um, from Canada that invest in Canada, and they also invest here in the States. They'll partner up with somebody to invest here in the United States. And there's some real advantages to investing here. Um, it sounds like you guys have some decent programs up there. We talked about it before we started recording. And the problem is, in Canada, it's a lot like our liberal blue states um, as far as controls on renters. You know, you, you rent, you have rent control. It takes a year to get somebody out of a property. Yep. That's that's what it's like in like New York, California, and some of these blue states here. And what, I won't invest in a blue state. I just like life is too freaking short for that brain damage. Um, and it's not a political thing, although that is my political bent as well. But that's not why I'm saying it. But, you know, I know you guys have some some great financing up there. But I know it's locked into your green program. For example, you can do 40 year debt, even 90% loan to value, which is extraordinary. But you're only you're limited by how much you can ramp the rents, which really impacts right. your ability to add value here in the States. You know, we do value add deals where you'll buy an asset, you'll ramp the rents, because any increase in the net income is an exponential increase in the value, right? And so you ramp the rents, get that net income up, and you know, and you're able to refinance, get your investors their money back, and you know, and then you you're doing great. But uh, but um, you know, the, the thing I would tell you is is you have both options as a Canadian. You can invest domestically, you know, if you can live with the restrictions, or you can align with somebody in the states and do deals here. And I've got students doing a lot of that. So um, you know, don't think you can't do it. You absolutely can. I think you're absolutely right. Um, I think the biggest problem with Canadians is they they think about it. They'd like to buy something in the U.S., but they're just not sure how to take that first step. Maybe they were on vacation. Yeah. They're, they're down in Florida and they saw, you know, some townhouses mm -hmm. for sale, something like that. They, Gee, that's a right. great location. How could we get in there? How could we or in terms of investors, a multi-unit location, multi-family location. Yep. Yep. But they just don't know how to take the first step. So maybe they well, should go here's the thing. to your event. That's to my boot camp. Yeah, yeah, just come to my freaking it's 200 bucks. It's in it's in Orlando. You take the kids right. to Disney World, whatever. I'm you know, coming. make it a That's make it. it a trip. Uh, oh, you you're on you're, you can come as my guest for sure. But the point is, 
learn, I don't care if it's from me, but learn the business. And here's what you'll discover. And is that, yes, these multifamily deals take money, but it also doesn't have to be your own money. You can raise the money. My Canadian investors are raising money from other Canadians to invest here and, and, uh, and elsewhere. And, and so, you know, there's a lot of money looking for a home, you know, that's been killed in the stock market. You know, I know it's up now, but it, trust me, it's coming down. If you got money in the stock market, I would just caution you to be super careful right now because I really believe we're headed for a crash. I, I, I'm, I'm very, very bearish. I'm, I'm convinced it's coming. And, and here's why. As those, as the, and I, this is what I think the catalyst will be. I'll be wrong. I'm wrong all the time, but I, I don't think so. So all that debt, most of it is held by banks and a lot of small and regional banks, okay? And if they have to take those assets back, those banks are failing. And, you know, we've seen a few bank failures here. Already. I think we're gonna see significant bank failures here. Yes, uh, and I think it, that could be the catalyst that causes this next crash. And, and you know, we know what's happening with inflation. My God, I, I won't buy a C-class asset right now. You know, there's A is the brand new stuff, D is the hood, you don't want a, a crime ridden, C is just above the hood. I won't buy a C-asset, even though, you know, working class, because they're getting killed right now by inflation. I don't typically pay attention to what I spend for groceries, but I go once in a while. And last time I went, I'm like, what? Yeah. It's how much for that little bag of food? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then the gas, of course, is insane. Uh, and so it's worse you know, people here. are getting killed. Yeah, I know. And, 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 and people can't afford it. And so, yeah. you know, uh, I won't buy a C-class asset because that demographic is really getting hurt right now. So I, I'm focused on, you know, B assets and A areas and, and A assets as well. So, uh, but, but anyway, um, yeah, interesting. <laughs> I'm times. blabbering here, but no, no, you blabber. Yeah, yeah. All you I mean, want. Oh, it's cra crazy time. Yeah. Crazy times, man. It I is. mean, you know, uh, when, when, when they when they talk about the, the, the proof of UFOs and it's not a big deal because everything's everybody's reeling from everything else. You know, it's a crazy freaking time. It is. OK, so so uh, but, you yeah. know, it's it's going to be interesting well, to see how it all shakes out. The key is don't let the fear paralyze you that's the key there's so many opportunities when stuff like this happens even if you're getting your butt handed to you again if i doubt you're going to lose 50 million i did and i was able to recover you can too so so you know um focus on getting clear on what you want why you want it the why is even more important than the goals themselves focus on that take massive freaking action action mitigates fear um and um you know and be grateful you know, let's talk about gratitude for a second. Okay. It's the most powerful emotion you have available to you. It strengthens your immune system, lowers your blood pressure, regulates your heart rate, brings you closer to your spirituality. And it's the biggest factor in manifesting what you want in life. You, you do it through gratitude. You know, I do these in the mornings. Most mornings I'll sit in my recliner and I'll look at my vision boards. But before I even do that, I'll be grateful for my beautiful wife, supermodel beautiful, literally. Follow me on social, you'll see. And she's more beautiful on the inside. Um, and I'll be grateful for her, my kids, my coaching students, but then I'll do gratitude for the things that I want as if I already have them. Do I have one of my vision boards here? No, they're up on the other level. I'm not going to go get them, but, but you know, and then I'll, and, and sometimes I'll get emotional being grateful for things I don't even have yet. And I know I lost some of you analytical ones on that. We're like, okay, we're in foo-foo land. Well, this is how I had 50 million to lose and how I got it back, okay? So ignore it or poo-poo it at your peril What is what I would tell you, but you get it through gratitude. And, um, you know, I'd like to at least finish with this this thing, unless you've got some other stuff to talk about. I, I, wanna, I wanna mention something. So, you know, when I lived in Denver, 
I always knew I wanted to live on the beach. And there's no beach in Denver, obviously. It's in the middle of the country. And But I would visualize the palm trees and the sand and the surf. And, and 20 years later, I built this 10,000 square foot, $8 million mansion on the beach. I owned the beach on one side and I had my boats on the backside. It was called a Gulf to Bay. It was a slice through an island. It was spectacular. In fact, it's literally right across the bay here from where I live now. It's kind of funny. God's got a sense of humor because I lost that place and all the craziness. And now I look at it every day when I get up. But, but anyway, the point on that is I worked for that house for 20 years, two months after I moved in. So I'm, I'm, it's two months. So 20 years and two months after I moved in, I'm, I'm in the pool at night. The pool is in magazines. It's, it's like changing colors, giant waterfall from the second floor balcony into the pool. I mean, this house was extraordinary. It spiral staircase up to the middle of the house, wine cellar, elevator on the second floor. I'll, I'll end it with this on the second floor. I had aquariums built around the spiral staircase that cost me almost 200 grand. So this gives you an idea of the house. Two months after I moved in, I'm, I'm floating in the pool and I'm looking up at this testament to my ego, which is really what it was. It was to prove to the world I was good enough. And I got depressed. And I don't mean a little depressed. I mean, I got really depressed. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, I had the two Mercedes. I had a Maserati. I had the boats, the jet skis, beautiful family inside sleeping. And what I realized is there were several things happening. The first thing is it's never about the goals. You need the goals, but you know, they say the happiest days of a boat owner's life, the day they both die, buy the boat and the day they sell the boat, right? Okay. It's you need the goals to create that burning desire, but happiness comes from progress and growth. And I didn't know what I was going to do to grow after that. So that was number one. Okay. But the big thing was I had been totally focused on me. You know, show the world I'm good enough, show the world I matter, rod, 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 blah, blah, blah. Well, that's the year I met Tony Robbins and I went to one of his boot camps and, uh, and I saw that he fed families for the holidays. And I'm like, what a concept, do something for someone else. I'm embarrassed to say I had to be 40 to get that memo. But I went back home and I called my brother who lives in Denver. And I said, bro, I'm, you know, we're coming for Thanksgiving. Let's feed five families. And so he agreed. He called his church. We found five families that really needed help and we bought you know, frozen turkeys and food and big baskets of food, toys for the kids if they had them. The third family changed my life, Randy. We go up to this house and it's this woman in this crappy one bedroom, wasn't even a real one bedroom with five kids, Hispanic woman. She comes out, she sees all the stuff on the porch, she starts crying. Her kids come out, the older ones start crying. I start crying and I was hooked. And I'm blessed to say in the last 23 years, we fed over 140,000 children here in Sarasota and Bradenton, Florida. And hang with me, I'm not trying to brag, there's a real message in this. We've done tens, tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies. In fact, we're doing 1,500 backpacks August 4th here in Sarasota. We've done tens of thousands of teddy bears to give the local police departments for officers to keep in their vehicles if they encounter a child that's been traumatized. And I say this because you know, you've probably got listeners that 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 want success so bad. They got blood dripping from their teeth. They want it so bad. And I know and I know who you are and I get it. I was that. But we've been taught to achieve to be happy. Like we shouldn't be really happy until we've achieved. If you give back right now, it's a play on words, but it's an important one. You'll be happily achieving, okay? So find something that you're passionate about that juices you. For me, it's kids. Maybe for you, it's the environment or the elderly or animals or whatever, and give right now. Because not only you know, um, will you feel better, but the success will come faster. The money will come faster. That's the way God or the universe works. Whatever you believe, what you give, you get back. And so 
do it now. And if you say, okay, well, you had money, so you did it. That, that's, that's lame. Do it anyway. Okay. If you can't afford it, give of your time because again, the success will come faster. You don't do it for that reason, but that's just the way life works. And so I just want to definitely end, end with that. Uh, Rod, that uh, is uh, beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank I want you. to tell you something, Thank my you. friend. You are welcome to come back anytime you want on my podcast. Uh, that's that's kind be, of you. Well, I'd we can drill to... down on we can drill down on real estate. We didn't really get we into didn't that talk at all. About that, but, but this was great, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, well, profound, thank you, brother. Profound. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, I, thank you. I wish you all the best. I really do. And uh, seriously, let's do this again sometime. For sure. All right, I'm you gonna, got it. You I'm got gonna, it. Appreciate gonna, you, brother. I'm gonna put all that contact, your contact info, underneath the video on YouTube and also on yep. the podcast channels, which are available everywhere. Thank you. Syndicated out. And once again, it's a real pleasure. Thanks. Honest, honest to goodness. Likewise, Randy. Pleasure okay. to meet you, buddy. Thank you. You have a great day. You too. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast. Follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And check out our main website at randyselzer.com for much more valuable info on the Canadian real estate scene.